Well, Mac. Well, Zach. What did you think of that one? I I really enjoyed it to be to be H with you. How about you? What'd you think? Well, Mac, if I'm being H as well, I actually would say this is probably the best quality movie mm-hmm. we watched so far. That being said, it wasn't the one I enjoyed the most. So exactly the same things that I like. And this wasn't even just like one of those so bad it's good kind of things. Like it was like actually not that bad. Like it was actually kind of good. Do you agree? Yeah, well, I, I think that, it, yeah, if... If you put a stake to my heart, Mac, I would have to say, uh, yeah, this one wasn't a bad movie. But here's what I will say in defense of us choosing this movie. It was a commercial flop and also just completely outside of how it did in terms of a box office success or lack thereof, Mac. I would say that the reason that this movie qualifies is because it's batshit crazy. (laughs) Um, pun Pun intended, Mac. Oh, oh, I could tell it was intended. That's why I laughed. Okay, well, I mean, I'll go back and listen to it on the edit. Uh, I didn't I didn't hear your laugh. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh. Now, now you don't even have to rewind. I won't. So, uh, just uh, to, to do a little bit of housekeeping here, as we like to say around the office, um, me and Mac... Uh, covered a movie called Vampire's Kiss this episode. We sure did. Um, now, a lot of people might uh, know this movie uh, because of Nick Cage's uh, outrageous uh, acting choices. Um, but uh, before we get really into all of that, Mac, I do want to ask you a question here. Mm. And uh, I, I wonder hoping... what that question's going to be. Well, it's going to be a good one. And before you give your answer, I want you to BH with me, mm-hmm. okay? What is this show? What is this show? Ha, that's a that's a heavy question. Well, so how about this? I'll, I'll try to make it easier for okay. you. Okay. Can you give uh, me a if, word count? That always makes answers easier. Is a y- word count? Yes. Yes, I will do that. Um, but first, I want to say that uh, the title of the show was the Mac and Zach Show. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> that helps. because I'm Mac and I'm Zach. There we go. And this is a show. The show. Uh, yes. Yes. Mm. A thousand times. <laughs> yes. Uh, but if you had to put this show into about 18 to 19 words, Mac, uh, that, that would serve as, as a description of, of the aforementioned show, how would you do that? What would you say it was? Oh, great question. I would have to say it's uh, two very good friends with unparalleled loquacious squirrel sets intentionally subjecting, subjecting themselves, themselves to, to bad, bad movies they've, they've never, never seen, seen before. before for the sake of conversation uh-huh actually i think that was actually like 23 words 22 or 23 words so we might actually need to chop very good out and just have it two two friends you know just to oh, make so- the word it's not, it's not a it's not a personal thing. I was just I was given a strict word count, and I'm just trying. Well, to Well, it's just it. like here here lately, I've been feeling you kind of pull away from us being well, very good like friends. You gave the word count, so I'm limited by the limits that you placed on me. Well, let me count the words real quick to see if you have an argument here, because that's six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23. You remove the articles uh, with the and of and to. That's probably about 17 to 18, maybe 19 Yeah, words. but then that wouldn't make sense. And, and I feel like it's better for us to make grammatical sense than it is for us to just elevate our friendship. What? Okay, if you if you don't want to be very good friends with me, Mac, that's something we could talk about. That's, that's not what I said. It's all about the word count. Just mm-hmm. And just to circle back... You're well, the I one mean, who put it into place. It, well, you could increase the word count. Well, I mean, it's saying if you wanted to, if we had to do away with some of the words, it just—it's very telling well, that you well, went. Well, I mean, for, it makes no sense to remove the adjectives instead of like I don't know, I, I don't know, maybe maybe unparalleled well, loquacious well, I mean, skill sets. Well, it makes sets. the most sense. Maybe just take away unparalleled. So then, so then it would say two very good friends with intentionally subjecting themselves. No, to no, no. Bad sorry, let me let me clarify what I meant. Sense? Two very good friends with skill sets. 
intentionally <laughs> subject themselves. That, that just sounds creepy. <laughs> what kind of skills do they have? Well, it just it feels like right now I'm the only one fighting for this friendship. And oh my I guess gosh. it doesn't uh, mean the same thing to you as it does to me. And that be, that's become very clear. That's probably fair. That Yeah, I wouldn't argue with that, to be honest. Huh. For me, grammar is more important. So, I mean, that's just that's just a priority that I have. And huh. clarity of skill sets. That's, that's extremely important. Well, I would say your skill set, your best skill set is hurting, uh, hurting my feelings. Oh, so then we have to reword everything. You're, you're, un, you're unparalleled in that sense, mm. Mac. So, so, yeah, then that's adding more words. So maybe we need to take out two friends. Kind of what kind of what kind of beer what kind of beer did you drink this episode? Yeah, you, you asshole. Oh, I'm so glad you asked. I'm so glad you asked. I am drinking a Hopadillo. Ever heard of it? I sure have, Mac. It's pretty good. I think they're from Texas. Uh, what about you? I'm drinking a Pearl Snap by oh, Austin nice. Beer Works. It's a German style pills. Oh, a pills, huh? Uh huh. What? What do you think you're cool or something? Saying pills. I was just reading the can, Mac. Is that what it says? Let's 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 man, just try to get through man. this episode. Yeah, let's move on. <laughs> hey, uh, the good news is, I'm already over it. and I've completely moved on. I'm trying to. So let's do a podcast. Uh, you want to summarize this bad boy for us? So Nick Cage. Uh, is playing uh, a character named Peter something. You're nailing um, it so far. He's a literary agent of some kind, I guess. Sure. And, um, well, do you have a problem with that? No, no, I didn't. I didn't know that the whole time. I was trying to figure out what kind of job he had, uh, what kind of agency he worked at. But yeah, I believe you. Yeah. So he's a literary agent. He. Uh, Trying to find a file. Uh, that's a very important plot point. Um, he looked for the file before, uh, presumably before the movie started. We didn't see it happen on screen, but um, it's safe to say that it did happen. It is safe. And, um, you know, Mac, I'm actually just kind of like, I'm kind of out of it right now. Can you, can you kind of take over a little bit here for the, the plot synopsis? Oh, sure. He wants to find this file. He wants to find a file in the contract. Yeah. So then he gets his secretary, I'm assuming, is what she was, or some kind of assistant of some sort uh, to find it, and she can't find it. And then... uh, Wait, doesn't it start... Isn't the opening scene when he's like on that date with that girl? That's important. We shouldn't have skipped that. Oh, it's okay. So it's my fault again. Well, yeah, it is. So uh, the movie opens, he's on this date with this girl, and he brings this girl back home to his apartment, and then there's this bat in the room. How would you describe the bat, Zach? How would you describe I know the word I'm looking for. Flying? No. Adjective. Brown. I was going to say thick. But thick and brown, that's pretty much the same thing. Uh, Don't overthink that. Didn't mean anything by it. Uh, And then... So the bat is flipping, a f- flipping and flying, and he has this therapy session. It turns out during this therapy session that he was a little bit turned on by that bat. I was a little drunk, plus I was horny. What does that mean? Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. I think he wanted. I think he, as a result of seeing the bat, he felt like fucking. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. I know what I knew what turned on meant, but what does it mean in like a deeper sense? Like, what does that mean about him? Well, I think he's sexually attracted to the idea of uh, turning into a vampire. Interesting. Be- well, that kind of plays into our theory that he's not actually a vampire, don't you think? Yeah, sure. Cool. And then uh, he meets his vampire girl. She sucks his blood. Then he thinks he turns into a vampire and things just get out of control. And then he rapes his assistant, and then he kills somebody, and then he's stabbed. Yep. That was pretty good. Nice. Anything you want to add? Uh, I feel like there's a... You know, she eventually finds the file. That's, That's true. important. 
But it was too late. It's not too late! Well, yeah. Because, and that's what got uh, her raped. Is that something you... Uh, is that something you want to have <laughs> said into a microphone? No, I'm just saying, like, that is what happened in the movie. She got it to him. He said it's too late. And then he chased her. Then he chased her down four flights of stairs. And then he trapped her into a corner, took her clothes off, and raped her. That is what literally caused that. I'm not saying it was, like, her fault. Yeah, it's just, like, chronologically. a chronological thing. That's what the mm-hmm. movie suggested. That's not me saying that. Just want to be clear. Yeah, no. Yeah, I didn't mean to put... Yeah, I didn't mean to, to suggest that it was in any shape or form your idea. Yeah, that you, no, not That you sweet, wanted that to happen sweet in the movie. Alba. Is that her name? Uh, Alba? Yeah. In fact, I I remember whenever uh, he, they were, he was chasing her down the stairs, you were, like... Saying, oh, God, I hope mm-hmm. nothing bad happens. Yeah, yeah so. I was really rooting for her. Yeah. The reason, I, uh, the reason I took so kindly to her is because when he is yelling her name, like, no, uh-huh. it reminded me of Alvin and the Chipmunks, like when the guy's like, no, Alvin. <laughs> and, so, and so in my mind, I equated her to Alvin, so, so I really liked her. Unpack that. Uh, just a little anecdote. Because uh, Alva and Alvin sound very similar, and I like Alvin uh, because he's a star. So, uh, in my mind, I equated their names, and uh, yeah, I guess that's just why I like her. Huh. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty introspective. I just thought that we were, like, very good friends. You gotta tear me apart! Oh my gosh. Hey, you, you know what? You set the parameters. I had to work within them. This is not my fault. Well, it, it just kind of feels like if you didn't want to be very good friends, you picked a hell of a time to to tell me. Like, you knew I was really excited about this episode, Mac. I've been talk, talking about it for a long time. Um, I have a Vampire's Kiss poster on my wall. Um, it's one of my favorite movies all time, uh, even though I just saw it earlier with you for the first time. And then you just drop a huge bomb on me, and you expect me to just, uh, let's uh, talk about uh, Alvin and the Chipmunks. Yeah, well, uh, to be fair, I never said we weren't very good friends. I just had to trim the bio because I had to fit it into the word count. I didn't say we weren't good friends. Just like if you were to trim unparalleled loquacious skill sets out of the bio, that doesn't mean we don't have unparalleled loquacious skill sets. That just means you're making a decision to cut in order to make I it did, fit. I, did, I didn't realize that's where you were coming from. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's pretty much what I've been saying the entire time. Well, Mac, that's on me. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, uh, would you say potentially that there's an egg on your Mac. face? Mac. <laughs> 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 yeah, maybe I would. Maybe a whole fried egg on my face. Oh, man, that sounds slippery. Uh-huh, yeah. Wait, is a fried egg the same as sunny side up? Yeah, I guess it depends. I feel like you can make a sunny side up without technically frying the egg if you don't make it in like some sort of animal, Mm. rendered animal fat, such as um, like lard or butter or like an oil of some kind. And and I I guess it doesn't have to be an animal fat either because you have olive oil, you have vegetable oil. Lots of options is what you're saying. Mm -hmm. Okay, I didn't realize fried eggs had to be fried. Well, think about what you just said I just, there. I just think about think about what you just up. said there. No, no, I know, I know what it, it makes sense. That's why I've always just been confused as why mm-hmm. they're called fried eggs. Uh, well, I think about this. So, if you ever go to a diner, um, mm-hmm. and, which I frequently do, yes, and like, and then for once you don't order haddock <laughs> mac. <laughs> oh, we should tell the listeners that story sometime. <laughs> sometime, <laughs> they'll have to earn it. Though they'll have to earn it. It's. Uh, but anyway, they, they cook it on a grill, Mac, so that's why it doesn't show up on the menu as a fried egg. But if you go to like a place that has, uh, you just like look it up, you just go into Google or ask Siri, um, you just go, hey, what restaurant uh, has vegetable oil or rendered animal fats? Bring up a list of places, and then on those menus, it'll have fried eggs. Got it. Mm-hmm. What's your, fa- what's your favorite kind of egg, Mac? Um, Zach? I'm so glad you asked. It's over medium. Okay, so the best of both worlds. Yeah, exactly. Little bit, of, little bit of yolk. Cause, cause I like it. I like it a little bit runny, but I don't like it to taste like water. Like I want it to have some integrity, mm-hmm. some structural integrity, and personal integrity. Well, there's got to be a good squirt to it. Exactly. 
You know how I'm a, I'm a big squirt fan. Anyway, how is your sex life? Uh, what's your favorite kind of egg? Um, Zach. I, I would probably have to say that it's poached. I, I like okay. poached eggs uh, with hollandaise. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. Is that like what you would get if you got... Oh, uh, what's the word I'm thinking of? Eggs Benedict? That is exactly the word I'm thinking of. Yes, that's my favorite breakfast in the world is Eggs that's, Benedict. That's one of my favorite breakfasts. Those are exactly the same things that I like. Maybe we are two very good friends, Mac. Look at us. Mac, I'm sorry about earlier. Because you know I feel fine. like... It's a miscommunication. You know, because like me... It was. But I feel like the, the theme of the past couple of episodes have just been me being a sourpuss. And I don't want to do that anymore. Mm -hmm. That's true. Because, like, when we talk off mic, you know, I tell you about all my personal issues of... Because I used to have a lot of podcasts before this, and all my hosts mm -hmm. uh, eventually said, Zach, I don't yeah. like you as a friend. I don't want you uh, right. around me anymore. You're a, you're a weak bitch. Right. And, um, That's what... No yeah, one, yeah, I've heard no that. No one that I've has any integrity you, eats I... poached eggs. So... Could and be. for the first time, Mac, maybe it's because, you know, maybe it's because I'm drinking a pills. I feel mm -hmm. like I can finally let my guard down and, you know, maybe let a friendship um, happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, a real mm -hmm. friendship, a really good friendship happen for once instead of sure. trying to scare it away because of my insecurities and aban abandonment issues. Because I'm not, I'm not prepared to stop eating poached eggs. I'm not. I would, I would never ask you to. Because that would be a weird, would, that would be and, a weird and, thing to ask someone to do. Well, yeah, and you're right. And that's what I've said to all of my friends that try to try to get me to stop in the past. But they all seem so put together and normal that mm. they, I started doubting myself. Yeah. Because I thought that was a weird thing to care about. But I love poached eggs. Good. Then you should never uh, change your breakfast uh, decisions for anybody else. I also like just to eat the eggshells. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. Uh huh. I like to. This is uh. This is why I like hard-boiled eggs because I like to crush the eggshell egg and then put that in a pile next to me and then just suck the egg down my throat all in one, and then I like to throw the eggshells up in the air and pretend I'm celebrating something. Do you? Okay, so I kind of do something similar. Um, when I get a hard-boiled egg, I, I take off all the shells and I, I break mm -hmm. them up in little pieces. Mm -hmm. Then I get the um, the boiled egg part of it. I jam it against the wall until it, it just completely obliterates. And then I watch it drip down the wall. And then I pick up the shells and eat them like sunflower mm. seeds. Which part of the sunflower seed? Like the shell part? So you just put it in your mouth and spit it out? Or like the inside part that you eat? I just need a full visual. Oh, I... Well, the way I eat sunflower seeds, Mac, I just throw them in my mouth. And then I just kind of forget about them and go on with my day. Oh, okay, cool. Got it, got it, got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. That's cool. That's good. That's uh -huh. a good method. So, back to Vampire's Kiss. Um, by the way, I'm glad we got a lot of this uh, straightened out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I felt like there was some growing um, animosity between mm -hmm. us. Yeah, I think it was mostly just growing on your side. Because uh, I was pretty much unaffected. Uh so the words between us is what I have issue with, but I do agree the animosity was growing. Hey, Mac, maybe I put too many words on that, too. <laughs> <laughs> I should work on my word counts. Yeah, you you should. <laughs> maybe I will. Maybe I will. Um, so th this movie raises a lot of interesting questions, mm -hmm. Mac. Um, first and foremost, um, let's let's talk about Let's talk about the movie, and then we'll get into just talking about Nick Cage uh, on, sure. on as a as a uh, person. Okay. Um, now, in terms of the movie, I guess, and the fact that he's a literary agent kind of plays into this because there's this whole notion of uh, Peter being an unreliable narrator of sorts. At the beginning of the movie, we we see him um, delve into a little something I like to uh, to call Mac. Uh, I like to call it lying. Mm. <laughs> So we see him lying to his therapist, um, and then uh, what did he lie to her about at the beginning? Do you remember? That's, uh, that's what I was about to ask you. He said something along the lines of, um, ah, geez. "Oh, oh, oh, wait!" When he when he tried to say that he was turned on, 
because he was drunk and they just been with that girl. But in reality, he got turned on I, because of that thick brown bat. Well, yes, and you're not wrong about that, Mac. Um, but I think that's the second time we saw him lie rather mm. than the first. Um, fuck, what was the first one? I don't know. It feels like you should know that if you were the one telling me that I'm wrong. That's a very good point. You know what? I'm going to walk it back. I'm going to say that mm-hmm. even though I think you're wrong, uh, you could have this one. Thank you. That uh, I, I'm open to hear where I'm wrong about other lies, but I just don't remember other lies. Maybe I just don't have a good memory. It might have been at the office. Um, oh, so not to oh, his therapist. Oh, what, what, what I'm thinking of. Not to his therapist. Oh, okay. I thought... You know, I thought it's just a classic Mac and Zach miscommunication. I thought you were saying he lied to his therapist. You know, what I think it is Mac. It's that we're in a quarantine right now, and mm. you know, I think that we're getting a little bit out of uh, rhythm with each uh, other because yes. we haven't hung out rhythm. in a while. That could be it. Mm-hmm. Although we did, we did play board games online last night. That's true. Mm-hmm. And we also were on a comedy show together last night. That's true. Yeah, we've actually seen a lot of each other recently. And then we went to your parking lot the other day for your birthday. That's true. Good old-fashioned parking lot party. Yeah. So maybe my theory's uh, bullshit. Hey, that could be it. Maybe we're just bad communicators, period. I don't, I don't think that maybe that's... Maybe our loquacious skill sets aren't Maybe they're unparalleled in the sense that they're not uh, so mm. good. Maybe nobody's as bad as we are. That could be it. That's true. But he did uh, lie to um his secretary alva uh whenever alva! <laughs> hey uh maybe uh her family we didn't get uh maybe they're all uh like the what were the other ones theodore oh, uh, chipmunks oh gosh this is gonna drive me nuts garfield I'm sure garfield, right daffy yeah. duck theodore alvin oh and the fat one zach oh no <laughs> Oh my god, this is this is gonna drive me crazy. Just continue on, I'm sure it'll come to me. Well, he lied to his secretary Alva. Um mm-hmm. Alva. So uh he lies to his secretary Alva. Uh and it's whenever the guy calls um that asks him to look for the file. And uh he goes, I hey, I know that you guys are pretty busy over there, so don't don't make it a rush. Um, to get this file and then he hangs up and then he immediately tells Alva that uh, that was whatever the guy's name was and he's very upset um, and he needs to file by this uh, by the end of the week or uh, he's going to find Wait another agency that so that was the beginning though because she was in the room and could hear the whole conversation happen. she couldn't he hear him on the other talk. line yeah yeah because he was on speakerphone no he wasn't how could we hear it uh, it's called diegetic noise. No, no, no. Um, whenever in the editing process they uh, put in uh, information uh, by by means of sound, Mac. Yeah, no, uh, I just that I feel isn't. Like, I feel like he was on speakerphone. Mac, I assure you, he wasn't. But um, I, I realize I haven't done a lot lately to to garner your trust. That's true, you haven't. Um, but I I promise you that. Um, because okay, here here's here's how I can prove it to you, Mac. Okay. So do you remember in the movie whenever he goes to her house, whenever she calls in sick, yeah. Alva, that is, Alva. and um, he <laughs> and he uh, brings her a pack of soup. Oh yeah, I remember this. And then soup. he convinces her uh, to get. Uh, he's like to hell with him. Who cares if we he lose him as a client? And that kind of lifts her spirits a little bit. Yeah. Uh-huh. Why would she buy into that if mm-hmm. uh, she didn't think that? It was actually something that she should have been worried about before he dissuaded her of those well, worries. You, you bring up a good point. You bring up a good... I don't know. I just... It's, 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 I'm starting to believe you. Well, I, I promise you I'm telling you the truth, Mac. I, I mean, I don't want to belabor this point for too long. I don't want to beat a dead horse. Um, but I'm right. Why? He lies to Alva, doesn't he? That, that is your version of the truth. I really thought we were past this. No, no, it's not a personal thing. Well, it feels personal, Mac. I mean, that could swing both ways, because you also don't believe me. I guess, I mean, that's a fair point. That's a very fair point. But 
I mean, I'm right. Sure, and that's what you believe, and I believe that you believe that, and that's all that matters. <laughs> all right, cool. Um, now that we got that straightened out. Um, Super straight. Yeah, we're all clear on, um, we are, uh, so factually what happens is. <laughs> mm-hmm. Factually. Uh, fa- this is 100% factual. Mm-hmm. That's and, what I'm saying, um, too. <laughs> 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 uh, so, listeners, uh, you know, we'll, we'll do, I'll do you a favor. Um, whenever the next episode comes around, uh, whenever Mac realizes that I was right, uh, we'll, we'll talk about it on the next episode. I, I already said that I don't care and that, sure, you're right. And also, I don't have like a big like I wouldn't bet money on the fact that I'm right. Re- I really don't care. It's just how I remember it. But I really don't care. If you think you're right, that's totally fine. I accept that as true. I'm sure you're right. <laughs> <laughs> it's just such a funny point to keep belaboring <laughs> because like every time you give me like an inch of like saying you're like okay, Zach. All right, Zach. Sure. If sure. I, I don't doubt, Zach, I have no doubt that you believe you're right. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't. It still it, it, it completely uh, nullifies that you actually think I'm right. Here's here's the thing: is that I I don't care. But I'm for sure someone that doesn't right. care, I'm sure you're right. <laughs> I'm sure you're right, Zach. I'm just sure of it. It's just like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so, um Sure, Zach. There's two things I know. Yeah, there there's <laughs> Well, when I when it comes down to it, Mac, if you were to put a stake up to my heart right now and you were to say, "Zach, what are three mm-hmm. things you know to be absolute um fact?" I would say that um I loved my friends and family. Mm-hmm. Um, Past that's well I'm about to die oh, okay so um, and then two um, you know uh, Barack Obama wearing a tan suit um, in 2014 was unpresidential mm, okay. and then three that uh, in Vampire's Kiss um, the scene that took place in his office the phone call happened uh, not on speakerphone it happened with the headset pressed against Nick Cage's ear um, and the entire conversation took place um, at a volume that the audience could hear for the sake of, um, you know, ex- expanding the plot mm-hmm. and giving us information that not all the characters would have. And then, um, you know, she couldn't hear it. Alva couldn't hear it, but we could as the audience. No, I would say those are uh, the three things I know most in the world. Am I getting through to you? Hey, well, <laughs> as I've said, from the beginning, <laughs> I believe you. Well, I mean, <laughs> you said uh, that you believe. I believe that, that I believe right. I'm right. I, I believe that that's the absolute truth for you. <laughs> <laughs> and again, though, I don't care. You know, we spent a lot of time on this part here. Yeah, you better have a really good point to make. I I think I do, uh, and I would love to move on. Hey, I'll admit, hey, I've been trying to move on for minutes. Well, yeah, and I, I get I get that um, you know you get that you're the one belaboring this point. Well, some of us some of us just have a harder time admitting when we're wrong than others. <laughs> we both got problems. And I, I get that it's it's tough sure. for you, Mac. Sure. Hey, I, I've said that I believe you. Well, okay. Well, I'm just saying that's not the same thing. That's not the same thing. Yeah, that's true. I believe you. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> Let's uh let's hear that extra good point you have to make. I'm sure I'm sure all our audience are similar to me on the edge of their seats waiting <laughs> patiently to hear it. This necessary point. <laughs> So the point I'm trying to make is Just tell me after he that that scene factually happens the way I said it did. Of course. Um yes. The, the reason I bring it up is that it, it establishes uh, Nick Cage's character of Peter, uh, I forget his last name, um, Tool, I think? Low. Oh, you're right. Mac, you, not only do I believe you're right, you're actually factually right. Thank you. This is the same thing. No, it's not. But um, so, uh, 
the the point I'm trying to make is that he he lies, Mac, and, and we see him throughout the movie lie in many instances. Mm-hmm. Uh, the whole uh, mescaline That's part true. where he brings up uh, whenever he chases her down, he jumps on a desk at one point, <laughs> yeah. Mac. That was actually actually very athletically impressive. Well, yeah, you think no, there's a Mac, you're right. You think um, Nick Cage is actually, I mean, desks are what? I'm actually, I'm standing up right now, and it's probably what? It's up. It's got to be at least like three feet high. That's, I would say it was a three foot vertical, Mac. That's impressive. It is. It is, Mac. Um, and I, I think that Nick Cage, um, he's he's a pretty athletic guy. Mm-hmm. I would say. I mean, he's an actor. He, he's uh, he's played a superhero. Yeah. Um, and National Treasure. Oh, yeah. I'm a big fan of those movies. Me mm-hmm. too, Mac. Those are good movies. Actually, let me just... I overstepped. Uh, I'm a fan of those movies. Well, yeah, I don't, I, I don't like, have posters on my wall or anything. Me either. I just... I was afraid that you were going to start asking me questions about the movies, and I don't actually know a ton about them. I just remember the, the, the $20 bill... Um, there's like something on it that's cool. Um, you can pour water on oh, it, I believe. Yeah, I don't even know that. And part. then, and then the, he's gonna steal the Declaration of Independence. That I am aware of. John Voight's in the movie. Um, I believe you. I mean, can you just say that? Yeah, he is. <laughs> is that that hard? I actually, I actually don't know who John Voight is. So he's Angelina Jolie's dad. In real life. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know she came from an actor family. Mm-hmm. I don't remember who her mom is, but yes, John Voight is uh, definitely, um, factually, mm. uh, Angelina Jolie's father. I believe you. <laughs> Again, I can't confirm that that is true, because I actually don't know. And I don't want to be on the air immortalized saying something that I don't know to actually be true. So I believe that that is true for you. See, this is a, this is an instance where I think it's okay to say what you're saying right now. However, um, your um, blatant disregard <laughs> for anything factual in regards to the scene I was referring to, um, where he factually uh, has a phone conversation, um, not on speakerphone. That's just that's negligent. It's negligent. It's negligent. And, and it might just be the truth, but that doesn't mean that I know that he had an actual phone conversation. That's just not... I, I believe that that is what you believe to be true, but I don't want to be on the air saying something that's not true. <laughs> and you know how I like to stick to those facts. Anyways, I'm sure you're in the middle of making a very good point. <laughs> uh, so, uh, the reason that it's important to establish Peter... Uh, what was his last name again? low yes yes it was mac mm-hmm. yes factually yes uh peter low uh-huh, i would agree on that it's not about agreeing it's just a fact um yeah, but i i'm saying that we agree that it's a fact well the the agreement is unnecessary um because the fact is always a fact whether whether or not people agree on it or believe uh that other people believe it to That's be so true but i'm also saying that we are both acknowledging that we are both aware that the fact is a fact I believe you believe that, Mac. Thanks. Of course. See, that's what it sounds like to be thankful that somebody <laughs> believes you. <laughs> Take a hint and make your point. <laughs> <laughs> it's tell me. So, why it's important. Uh... This, this better blow my mind. <laughs> okay. So I've already established that Peter mm-hmm. uh, is a liar, um, and he also is a literary agent. So whenever you combine those two things, one of the most mm-hmm. important literary, um, I would say, devices that a, a writer, an author could use, Mac, is the narrator. Could you agree with that? I would agree with that. So. The narrator of a story is the, uh, the, the point of view that the reader um, is uh, using to understand the world that's being created around it. Now... Oh, is that what a narrator does? Thank you. I wasn't explaining to you, Mac. I was explaining it to our listener, Gabe, mm. just in case he didn't know. Okay. I, 
I know for a fact you know okay. that. Okay. You're you're an intelligent person. I agree uh, with that as well. A little hard headed. Sure. But intelligent. Thank you. Um, unwavering yes. to the point of a fault. Absolutely. Um, that being said, uh, I believe you know what a narrator is. Now, have you heard of the term unreliable narrator? Uh, I have not heard that term, but I know what both of those words mean separately, so I could probably guess. Well, Mac, why don't you tell me a little bit what you think the term means? Uh, it probably means a narrator, which you've already defined, who is unreliable mac yes <laughs> mac yes that's so good thank you yes. so much so it means uh, a lot coming from you yeah yeah thank you i'm glad mm -hmm. that it does i'm glad i'm glad you're glad that me telling you um that I, I believe you means a lot yeah so um him being an unreliable narrator because for lack of better words here he's the closest thing since he is the main character um, to the closest thing that, to a narrator that we have in, in context of this film. Would you agree with that? You know what, Zach? I would agree with that. So, whenever we start dipping into the little scenes um, where he comes back to bed after the first night where he believes he's mm -hmm. bitten by a vampire and brings the coffee to somebody that's not actually in the room with him, uh, or the scene where he invites mm -hmm. that person into the shower with him, um, or the scene where he sees the cab driver and his wife on a couch in his office... Mm, oh yeah, I forgot about that part. Yes, that was mm -hmm. a weird one. It was weird, but Mac, it, it was the, the the first glimpse that he was seeing a world um, that he was not telling us about. He was an unreliable narrator, and the movie starts to crack at that facade as the movie goes on. As he slowly starts to 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 really fall into his delusion, uh, the movie eventually is like, okay, so. That stuff that we were focusing on before wasn't what's actually happening here. The, the whole the whole story with the file and uh, there was a lot of emphasis on the file um, and the whole vampire subplot. It, it, it might turn out, Mac, that his unreliable uh, nature as a narrator um, proved that the movie that we thought we were watching the first go through wasn't the movie we we're supposed to be seeing at all, but rather it was a, a man's slow descent into what I would call schizophrenia. Now, now can um, I interrupt you to ask you a question? I already interrupted you, so now I just you sure to, can. do the second part. So, um, I, I agree that all those things that he was saying were not actually there. But from your argument, it seems like it seems like you're saying that um, he is a liar, so he's unreliable. Would you say so far so good? That's true. The movie was making a point to, to tell us that. Yes, uh, I think that's an oversimplification it, of my sure, point, absolutely. but yes. But it's mm -hmm. true nevertheless. Mac, if you boil it down to the main components, those are some of the main components. Yes. But that would suggest to kind of to kind of go along with the rest of your points. That would suggest that he was almost consciously showing the viewers or consciously lying to us, the audience, about the other things that were going on in his life. I don't, I feel like, I don't feel like his being a liar was necessarily connected to his. I see the argument. I see your argument. I do. No, but I see. Do you mind if I try to synthesize it? Please. What you're trying to say? Exactly. You're saying that his, him being an unreliable narrator would mean that he would have to be aware that there is people like us, the audience that are actually viewing him. So he would have somebody to lie to. No, not so much the audience point. Just so much like if you're telling lies, it's because you're making a conscious decision to not tell the truth. But with schizophrenia or with general like, he would have to mm -hmm. consciously know that he's not actually seeing those things, and I don't think that's true. I, I don't, okay, I think see, that's where I uh, respectfully, Mac, disagree with your argument. You, so you think he knew the whole time that he wasn't actually turning into a vampire? No, no. Again, I think that the okay. So maybe I didn't okay. do a good enough job of explaining exactly what I meant. Um, so what I'm trying to say is, as a narrator, um, the, again, the closest thing to a narrator we get within this movie, he is actively lying to everybody around him. You are lying! Including himself. So, he's not consciously aware of the fact that he's lying okay. to himself, but he is consciously aware of the fact that he's lying to others. That being said, the reason that... Um, that it's important to establish this unreliable na uh, nature of, of his quote-unquote narration, Mac, mm -hmm. is because he 
uh, is, again, like I said, um, falling into madness. Sure, but that would still... I feel like your argument is still that he knows... Like he's choosing to lie. He's unaware. He's unaware of his of his lies other than the lies that he tells to other people. But he's completely unaware of the lies that he's telling to himself. And then those start to bleed over. Okay, so those start to running. bleed over. And he genuinely believes that he's a vampire. So for the first time in the movie, whenever he runs down the street, Mac, screaming, I'm a vampire, I'm a vampire. I'm a vampire! I'm a vampire! He's saying that's his first time actually telling the truth his truth to the world that being said it's it's perverted it's inverted mac because it is not the truth would you say it is factually true to him i would say that he believed just, it just sure circle back yeah no i see that's exactly why i, I took so much offense because <laughs> if you were to stop uh if you, he was running down the street if, let's say let's say me and you um because the the podcast takes off and we have to go to new york for business and we're, we're walking down the street in New York. Maybe we have a, a hot dog in our hand, um, drinking beer out in public, um, maybe smoking a little bit of weed, walking down the road, because it's all legal in New York to do that. It's not um, legal to smoke weed in New York. I believe you believe that, Mac. Cool. Let's say we're, we're doing that, and then Peter runs by and screaming, I'm a vampire. I'm a vampire. I'm a vampire! And I say, I don't believe you. And he's like, ah, oh, okay. But you instead say to him, um, I believe you believe that. Now, Mac, would you say that either of us believe that he was a vampire? Um, I would say that by my not absolutely saying that you're not a vampire, that I don't actually know the truth, but I do believe that that is what he believes. But since I don't actually know the truth objectively, I, I can't say. But you do know the truth objectively because vampires don't exist. I don't know that. I mean, vampires don't exist, Mac. Okay, well, now I know that. <laughs> <laughs> Point being, uh, the reason that I think it's important to establish him as an unreliable narrator, because it, it does, it's really the best argument to uh, kind of explain what I think is actually happening here, that I don't think he's actually a vampire. I think that uh, he, he just went insane. And it's it's very sad. I, um, I, some, I, I agree. However... I think you might be giving them too much credit by saying that they established him as a liar and somehow we were supposed to, which you did, make the connection that because he's a liar that he also sometimes lies to himself and that eventually sometimes seeps over. I feel like it's a jump. I don't know. I feel like, I feel like the lying was just trying to establish his jerk character. But hey, maybe maybe you're just a better thinker than I. Well, no, it's just that I, you know, I have a degree in this um, and in English and um, I wrote my thesis uh, on unreliable narrators mm. and how they um, shape and impact um, stories uh, specifically stories of um, people uh, in their slow descent into mm. madness have you ever heard the, the, the telltale heart Mac the Edgar Allan Poe poem is it called the telltale heart Mm-hmm. I thought that's how you were describing it okay then no I have not well, Mac, that is also an unreliable narrator that thinks that uh, there's there's a heart beating beneath his floorboards. Floorboards. And uh, as the story, as the poem goes on, we learn that he's just a he's just a crazy man. <laughs> <laughs> but he didn't lie at the beginning, or or was he lying to people about various things, various unrelated things? So whenever you say lie, I think that you're thinking that I guess technically, what I'm saying is saying an untruth, but. Whenever you hear the word lie, I think that you're hearing somebody going, I know what the truth is, but I'm going to say this. Right. And while, yes, Nick Cage's character, Peter, um, did do that at some points in the movie, he also just actively lied to himself throughout the movie. And those weren't like him. I don't, I don't think he knew he was lying to himself. That's exactly what I'm saying. I'm saying that there are two kinds of lies. Okay, well, Mac. then you should use a different One word. One is a lie that you know you're telling. You should use a different word for the unconscious lie. Well, I believe I believe I try to say at the beginning of all this, for lack of better words, lie. Sure, but I don't know. There's got to be a better but word. But I don't know what the I don't know what the better word would be, Mac. Here's here's the thing. Here's here's why I don't think that I don't disagree with you necessarily. I just don't think it was a conscious decision on the writer's part because, okay, let's say he wasn't lying to Alva. Alva! Uh, and his other two or three lies he told in the beginning, let's just say he was telling the truth. 
I don't think it would change the movie at all. I feel like he could still have this descent into madness and disillusionment, if you will. We would all feel the same way about him. And him being established as a liar would have no bearing on the story at all. So while it may be true that that he's an unreliable narrator, I don't know. I, and I believe with you, I don't know if it was a conscious choice on the writers. It was very um, astute of you, yes. Just just to wrap that up, I believe that you believe that what you're saying is true. And what a nice bow you believe that to be. Because you <laughs> must really look at that bow and go, wow, I really, I really tied that all together really well. Well, Mac, I think that concludes the uh, brief, <laughs> the brief synopsis of uh, a vampire's kiss. I turned into a vampire. It's a long story. Which, which was a very again, it was actually a brief synopsis followed by thirty-five minutes of me <laughs> making a point that you immediately uh, threw out the window. Yeah, uh, that's how I would summarize that summary. I, be- I believe you would. Happen. Anything else major happen in the movie? That I feel like we didn't really get into a lot of detail. Did we mention that Nick Cage dies in the end? Did we mention I that? Think I, I think I said that at my first point that he was stabbed. Yeah, you said that he gets... I don't know if I was clear that he died, yeah. but I think I said that he was stabbed by yeah. Emilio. Um, which is uh, Alva's uh, brother. Brother, yeah. Who was but. also... Oh, wait, we. this is an important thing to talk about, maybe. Was Emilio dating the therapist? You know what? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Was that Emilio? Um, I want to say that maybe or am I you're being, being racist. I was about to say maybe you're being racially insensitive. That's totally but at the, possible. But at the same time, Mac, it could definitely be Emilio. I don't know. It, it would be weird because his only like mention was therapist was on the phone with Nick Cage and he came out and gave her a kiss on the cheek and then left. It would be mm-hmm. weird to write up a boyfriend character that didn't matter. Yes. So it seems like it would be Emilio, but then also it was never ever brought up again. Yes. So have you ever have you ever seen the movie American Psycho? No. Okay. So I'm basing a lot of my argument on uh, that movie. Okay. It was just based off of a book by Brett Easton Ellis. Cool. Uh, of the same title, um, and that movie and book um, deals with. Um, a, a character who believes that he's going around murdering people, um, mm-hmm. but he wasn't. No. Um, he was an unreliable narrator. So wait, you brought that up for your earlier point? It had nothing to do with Emilio dating the therapist? Yeah, yeah, huh? Oh, okay. Well, that was confusing because it felt like we'd finished off with that. Felt like we were done. Well, Mac, but... maybe you're an unreliable <laughs> podcast host. <laughs> I suppose. Maybe you're lying to yourself. <laughs> Maybe, and I wouldn't know because that's... Unless you're doing it on purpose. There we go. I was trying to make a point about that, but I kind of lost it halfway through. It'll happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this movie was kind of bad, Mac. It was kind of bad. It was kind of bad. It wasn't the worst movie. No, I've definitely seen worse. But what what made it bad? You know what? Fuck that. Fuck the, yeah. fuck the regular structure of the show. Yeah. We're talking about Nick Cage. That's what we're doing. Hey, and you know what? Let's do it. You know what, listeners, I know you guys have grown accustomed to the, the structure of us going through what makes it bad, could we do it better, if so, how, what are three things you actually liked about the movie, who was the best character, two characters go on a date, you know what, I'm here to say, I'm here to say, fuck all of those things, Mac. Yeah, I'm glad you said it. Yeah, say it, Mac, say fuck all those things. Yeah, fuck all those things. Yeah, so we're talking about Nick Cage, Mac. What what do you want to say about him? He was crazy in this movie, wasn't he? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he uh, literally was crazy boy. Kind of lost his mind. I think that's all we need to say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I know. I know. We're abandoning the structure, which I'm super cool with. But maybe to kind of give us an agenda, if you will, maybe we discuss some of our favorite Nick Cage scenes, moments yes. Yes, from this moments. movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From this movie. Um, I, okay, the first one that comes to mind is whenever he's like, when you put something in the files in alphabetical order, it's supposed to be there. Alphabetical order, it's really easy. A, B, C, and then he proceeds (laughs) to do the entire alphabet. A lot of hand movements, Uh uh-huh. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P, Q, R, S, T, U, V, Q, U, X, Y, Z, huh? Yeah, uh, that's probably the first moment. Let's go. Okay, how about this? What are three Nick Cage moments that you liked about this movie? Okay, that'll be That's good. my first one. You're going to start with that one? Yes. Okay. I, I also, just to 
finish up that scene, I'm not going to use that scene as one of mine, but just to finish up that conversation, I love that the after the the therapist let him get through all the way through the ABCs yeah. and then just said, you certainly know your alphabet. That was funny. That was a funny line. <laughs> and it wasn't even to... Him doing the alphabet did not help his argument. In fact, it didn't make sense. There, there, there appeared to be no argument actually happening. Right. Because all she was just saying, you know, it's possible to to mislabel something and to misfile it. And he goes A B C, and then she's like, Yeah, it's it's possible. <laughs> and that's the scene. Because then wait, because then he says, "You call yourself a psychiatrist for no reason." She did nothing to. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Suggests that she's incompetent. Yes. You call yourself a psychiatrist. Oh man, classic. One of I think I think this is my favorite move, moment of the whole movie was when okay this was after I think he decided that he was a vampire and he is and it's nighttime he's walking on the sidewalk and he's carrying a brown paper bag of bread. There might be other things in the bag, but all we see is bread. So and he just looks so sad for no reason. Charlie Brown. Yeah, he's Charlie Browning down the sidewalk. And I know some other things happen at the end of that scene. Like he collapses when he sees a cross and runs out of the middle <laughs> of the street. But those parts aside, just just his sad, pouty boy face with a bag of bread <laughs> walking down the street in New York City. That was one of my favorite parts of the movie that's very good mac thank you zach yes thank you for saying that what's your number two uh my number two uh i think would just have to be him running down the road screaming that he's a vampire i'm a vampire um (laughs) it's a scene i had seen before we watched the movie um i sent you that video right before we started of the nick cage freak out compilation and Mm -hmm. that was one that always stuck out because when you see it without seeing the movie there's just this level of who the fuck would run down the road screaming that. And then even once you have seen like, the movie, it doesn't actually, you still have a similar It doesn't go away. That, that, you're just like, that's that's what you're going to do right now is just run down the street just because you're undisputably and um, 100% factually an unreliable <laughs> narrator. You think that just people on the street won't believe that you're a vampire? That's a good one. I don't know. What about you? What, what was your second favorite Nick Cage moment from this movie, Mac. This was something that that you called my attention to, was when he was crying. I don't even remember the context of the cry, but he was literally just saying boo-hoo. But it was more like a boo-hoo, boo-hoo. Boo! <laughs> and that's how he was crying. Yeah, I don't even remember what he was crying about. I could, I could tell you. Hey, why don't you? But maybe you won't believe me. I, I might. Never know. So it's right after he chases down... Alva, and then she shoots the gun at him and it's blanks. Oh, yeah, that's Um, right. He tries to kill himself and can't. Can't, because he's a vampire and he can't die. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That really gave him kind of fuel to believe that if he only knew what we knew. Exactly. What's your number three? Oh, this is a tough one, Mac. Mm -hmm. Ooh, I feel like there's a lot of pressure on me to get a really good one here, huh? You can have four. You can have four. There are no rules. You know, um, oof. Uh, ooh. Fuck. I, I want this last one to be really good, Mac. I really do. I do, too. I really do, too, for you. Um, ooh. I think... I, I don't remember the context of this, but um, it is whenever, at one point, to emphasize something that he says, mm-hmm. he puts his hands on his hips as if he's like a, like a seven-year-old uh, like stable <laughs> boy or something. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like he was yelling at Alva about something. Yes. Oh, you know what? Scratch that. Okay. Scratch that. My third favorite Nick Cage. Scratched. My third favorite Nick Cage scene in this movie, Mac, uh-huh. um, was whenever he was chasing Alva the first time at the beginning of the chase, and we we alluded to this earlier, mm-hmm. but it's whenever he jumped onto a oh, desk, yeah. pointed at her, and said, "There you are," yeah. and then begins to chase her. That was good. That was good. Yes. What about you, Mac? What about your third and final, um, unless you have another one, Nick Cage moment from um, this film? I'm so glad you asked. My third and final favorite, I think, is, um, so, um, it was right after he bought those plastic teeth, which is hilarious on its own, that he, that he bought, that he paid $3.50 for plastic vampires. Because he couldn't afford the better ones. Right, right, right. Just so, just so he could feel more like a vampire. But this is the part that really got me, because he was outside, and actually I forgot about this part, this is, 
not the part I wanted to talk about. How <laughs> he so dramatically opened the vampire teeth bag. That's not what I wanted to bring up, but that was really funny. But right after that, he then gets on the ground and just starts crawling. Oh, yes. Inexplicably. Vampires, I don't actually know a lot about vampires, so correct me if I'm wrong here, but I don't think vampires are known for crawling. Yes. Correct? Well, I believe you believe they're not. And so that just didn't make any sense. I don't know what he was crawling around for, but I thought that was very funny. And then he chased a pigeon. That was a good, like, three-minute sequence. Of yeah, he, he catches the pigeon, too. Yeah, and then he eats it. Well, uh, the reason we're led to believe that, Mac, is because there's feathers strewn across his mm-hmm. apartment floor. And he burps. And he belches. Yeah. yeah. That's where I, that's why I believe that. But yeah, the mm-hmm. crawling with the plastic teeth, I think, was my, was my peak. My movie peak. Ooh, I have another moment. Sure. Um, whenever he walks into the nightclub with the vampire mm-hmm. teeth, and his eyebrows, mm. uh, legally, legally, Matt, could not be any yeah. higher on his forehead. <laughs> Um, and his eyes could not be more bugged out. Yeah. And he's just walking through. And I, we don't usually do this, but I want to, like, you know, talk about a little something we said during it. We were both just like, and that's how you fit in there. You know, like, <laughs> you know, a lot of people, whenever they turn to a vampire, they might feel, you know, overwhelmed. But you're doing a really good job of just, you know, holding it all together. <laughs> his shoulders were, like, at the same height of his as his ears for no reason he just looked like a mm-hmm. uh, i don't even know how to describe this but like each of his joints were like really tight so he like couldn't move any of them he was like kind of locked in place with his shoulders up in the air and then and then he goes and you know murders that girl and then he just mm-hmm. is covered in blood and walks back through the club and doesn't something happen and nobody cares like, he doesn't he, like, get in a fight with somebody? Oh, I remember what it was. He gets in a fight with somebody, and then he yells, I'm gonna suck you all bone dry, and is escorted out. But then during the whole altercation, despite the fact that his eyebrows are in his hair and his shoulders are in his ears, and he's covered in blood, nobody bats an eye. Bat, well, intent, Mac, bat, one of the other bat, things that you intended. mentioned that you found to be <laughs> unbelievable about this movie um, By the way, we've completely thrown out the structure of this episode, so bear with us. Mm -hmm. Um, You kept pointing out that Nick Cage's performance, while absolutely... um, Bonkers. Would you you say the word extra? I would would say extra. I would actually say eccentric. Eccentric. And they said Mm -hmm. that in the movie at one point. That's why he said it. (laughs) He's he's so eccentric. Um, Throughout all the unbelievable things that happened in this movie, you took... uh, I, I, you took issue and said the most unbelievable thing was that all these women were agreeing to to have sex with Nick Cage. I did say that. Can you unpack that? Um, it is unbelievable to me that the guy as he kind of is almost like Jim Carrey. If Jim Carrey were just like angry at the world, I feel like that's how he would act. You know, he's just... It's like Jim Carrey on, Jim Carrey on mescaline. Sure, yeah, I still don't know mescaline, but, but that sounds great. Um, he just looks crazy as a unibrow. He's always angry. And I just, I don't know, I just have a hard time believing that girls would go home with him. Uh, and that actually brings up a second, actually, maybe not the second, because I don't know what the first was, but a question. Do you think the vampire girl was a real person? Um... Or did he just imagine... Like, did he just imagine the fact that she was a vampire, or did he imagine her altogether? I think he imagined her altogether. That's kind of what I think, too. Um, only only now, though, that I'm reflecting upon it. You know it. what? No, no I, what? I don't anymore. Oh, okay. I don't. Um, just because you want to disagree with me? or No, no. It's because I remember the detail is whenever he does go to the nightclub, uh, she's clearly there, and the reason he gets thrown out of the club is based on his interaction with her, and she clearly states... Oh yeah, Peter. How are you? Like that sure, she remembered. Sure, but he could him. also have just been imagining her saying that. That's a good point. But then he could have just been imagining um, his secretary, uh, his job. I agree. Where do we draw the line? It's up to the viewer, Mac. The only it's reason up, I... it's up to the viewer, <laughs> Mac. <laughs> <laughs> art, art is in the eye of the viewer, <laughs> Mac. <laughs> that's uh, that's the phrase. That's the saying. <laughs> oh. oh man, I don't think she was real. And here's my argument why. Um, because I feel like, you know how when he brought her coffee and then she got in the shower with him on those two separate events? We don't know if that was her, though. Yeah, but the coffee... Didn't the coffee happen the morning after she spent the night? So so it, it would... Yes. I mean, yeah, I guess I agree. We don't know for sure, but it, as a fact, but it would... I would say that... I would say that if we were made to guess, mm-hmm. 
on who that was and it wasn't just some like random uh a person that he made up in his mind kind of like uh was her name carol at the end or sharon at the yeah, end yeah, yeah. unless we're led to believe that it's just some random person that he makes up all the time until he finds a problem with them mm-hmm. um i would say that our best bet would be that it was uh rachel the mm-hmm. vampire so that's that's but, why um, i think that she was maybe not real altogether because I feel like she would have been there in the morning or in the shower because those were not vampire-y scenes. You know what I'm saying? Could be. Just, I mean, no, 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 no. I mean, it's a, it's a good one, Mac. Thank you. That really means And well. I believe that you believe what you're saying. Stop it now, come on! Well, I'm not saying that I believe it as a fact. I'm just saying that it's a theory. I believe that you believe it's a theory. Yes, yes. okay. Do you also believe that it is a theory? That doesn't mean you agree with it. That it's a true theory. It just means that you think that it's something that that is a theory. Yeah, I believe it's a theory. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, cool, cool. pretty good one too. Oh wow! <laughs> Thank you. Again, respectfully, I disagree with it though, but it's a good one. That's fine. It's a good That's one. Fine. Thank you. Um, you know what? I say that I say that pretty much wraps it up. I agree. I agree. Do you know what we're watching next week? Well, we have a couple of things we got to get to before that. Oh, whoops. Um, you know, um, if you don't mind. Hey, I actually don't. Well, I would like for you to kind of talk to the listeners about listener engagement. Oh, okay. I would love to. Hey, guys, why don't you engage with us? Don't, don't gender our listeners. Why don't you guys and gals and and all people, why don't all of you people, <laughs> why don't you people engage with us? Is that a good tone? Yeah, that sounds good. doesn't sound threatening. Cool. Um, you've got some options, luckily for you. Uh, one of those options is to oh actually let me let me back up here's why we want you to engage with us because we're running out of movie choices okay that's actually not true but we would like for you to suggest them to us am i doing a good job so far you are crushing this (laughs) we would we would like if you would suggest us some movies and and in doing so we would like to know why you were suggesting it to us just kind of why you thought it was bad so that way we can think we can keep an eye out for that reason if you have any other suggestions or comments or criticisms or anything, uh, give us a shout, why don't you? We've got two options for you to do that. One, you can hit us up on the old Instagram at the Mac and Zach Show. Mac with a CK, Zach with a CH, and it has the article the before that. Yes. And the other option is to oh, yes. shoot us an old fashioned email. The email is Mac and Zach Show at gmail.com. And there is no the, and Mac is still Mac with a CK, and Zach with a CH. Yes! Mac and Zach show at Gmail, and the, the Mac and Zach show on Instagram. Did, oh, yes. Did I engage well? Yes, you did. And uh, if you like our new artwork, oh, yes. um, which I guess at this point might not even be new anymore, but if you like our current artwork, uh, the one that's a, a picture of me and Mac, and we're inside of a TV and it says the Mac and Zach show that was made by Sam Gonzalez. Um, you can follow her artwork at uh, Get Glad Art on Instagram, and also find her artwork on Facebook under the same name, Get Glad Art. Get Glad is one word: G E T G L A D, and then Art is nice. a separate word entirely, and that's spelled the the normal way. Um, you know what I've just what I've just thought of, but I just remembered. What's that, Mac? His name was Simon. Who's name? The third chipmunk. <laughs> I'm so glad I I'm so glad I got that out of my brain. Thank you. Thank you. It's moments it's moments like that, Mac, where I'm sure that we are actually two very good friends with unparalleled equation <laughs> skill sets, intentionally subjecting themselves to bad movies that they've never seen before for the sake of conversation. Uh, Whenever you said Simon, that's when I knew that for sure. Oh, oh, oh good, good, good. I'm glad. I'm glad you knew it finally, despite our history. Well, sweet. Uh, uh, I feel like I feel like you were about to say something. I didn't mean to interrupt. Well, I was gonna just apologize um, again for you know at the beginning of the episode, um, and, and it's honestly been a problem throughout a, cu- a couple of these episodes mm-hmm. where I just you know I take offense to something can't. and then I get really defensive. It's almost like you um, can't move on from it. It's another problem of yours. Well, I, I'm only br- I'm only bringing it up now is to say that you know I'm past it. I'm past oh, okay. that, Mac. That's 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 the old me. That's, that's never gonna happen again. 
And what better way to show that you're past something than to rehash something? That's what I always say. I mean, that's a weird way to phrase it, but yeah, I guess I never thought of it that way. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That one one had some length to it. I'm very lightheaded. Oh, good. Uh, Do you want to tell me... And everyone, what movie we're watching next time? We are going to watch a movie by the name of Runaway. Oh, Um, what's it about? This is a movie where Tom Selleck fights mechanical spiders. Oh, that sounds great. Uh, That's what we're going to watch next week or next episode, whenever that is. I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. You know what I'm looking forward to, Mac? What? Is is talking to you next time. Uh Oh, I can't wait to watch this movie. It's going to be good. Do you think uh, we're, we're done, right? Can I? Yeah. Can I uh, can I close the podcast out with a little flarp? Oh, please. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Yeah, for sure. Let me let me do a little bit of house housework here. Then you can okay. go ahead and do that. Uh, listeners, uh, thanks so much for. Uh, we apologize. <laughs> I couldn't wait. <laughs>